Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Women's running, running, women's running stories. Hello, and welcome to Women's Running Stories, the podcast where I share stories told by women about their running experiences. I am Cherie Louise Turner. I am the host and producer of Women's Running Stories, and this podcast is a proud member of the Evergreen Network of Podcasts. And this is a special end-of-year 2023 reflection episode. I, I wanted to have a little look back, and so I pulled 10 short clips from a variety of different episodes What I was looking for wasn't so much of a best of because really, honestly, every single one of these episodes that I made this last year, every single episode that I've ever made, I really, really do love every single story. So this is not a best of, but it is more of a variety. Uh, One of the things I've learned over the last almost four years of making women's running stories is that running brings so many different facets of life together. It's social, it's community, it's individual, it's it's growth, it's challenges, it's freedom, it's clarity of mind. There are just so many parts of life that we can bring into the running space. And so I wanted to choose a big variety of clips that speak to many, many things that running brings to people's lives. And, And some of these too are just Things that women have said over the past year that have really resonated with me personally or that I have found very powerful. So I hope you enjoy these clips. I hope they help you have a moment of reflection too. Maybe there's something in here that will stick with you going into the new year and that you can take with you into your running adventures coming up. I also want to take a minute to say Thank you. Thank you to all of the women who have shared their stories. Again, not just this last year, but throughout the several years that Women's Running Stories has been going. I am so thankful for every single one of these women who have given me their time and shared their experiences to make these episodes. Because I fully recognize without women telling their stories to me, there would be no podcast. So so thank you, all of you women who have shared your stories on the podcast with me. I really appreciate it. And also, thank you for listening. Because I recognize that without you listening, these stories don't have any power and they don't make an impact. And the whole point of me making them and of these women telling their stories is that these stories are shared with other people. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great end of 2023 and are excited to welcome in a fantastic 2024. I know I am. 
There's a lot on the horizon for women's running stories. There's a lot on the horizon for me personally. So yeah, I'm excited about everything that has happened in the last year and what I have to look forward to in the new year in my running journey. And of course, I will be sharing a lot of that on the podcast because the over 50 sub 25K project continues. That is an accounting of my quest as a 50 plus woman athlete to run a sub 20 minute 5K. And in fact, the next episode in the series is coming out next week to let you know how things have been going since the last episode. And you can catch up with the first two installments of this series, which have come out over the last few months. And I have many other women's running stories lined up for you already, and I have barely gotten started for 2024. So stay tuned for all of that. And in the meantime, enjoy these clips reflecting on the last year of women's running stories. I will link to all of the episodes these clips were pulled from in the show notes so you can go back and listen to the whole story. Every one of these stories is fantastic. All right, here we go. I'm opening up with a clip from Carolyn Sue who is, of course, a runner, and she is also the founder of the social media account Diverse We Run, where she shares stories of BIPOC runners. So to kick us off, let's hear from Carolyn Sue. I think at the core, <laughs> I, love, I love adventure and I love being outside. That's one of the things that I really enjoy about running is that it takes me places, you know, and it gives me an opportunity to explore. I love that I can go for a run and get a feel for for the life in a specific area, you know, and um and that is what I love about being in the outdoors as well. There's just something very very grounding that's very invigorating um, and spiritual, I guess you could say. Um, and at the same time, it reminds me of just how small you know I am as a human in this vast world. And so, and and I think I also naturally have a curious spirit. Something I really loved about that clip is just how sort of universal it is that, you know, Carolyn touches on so many of the reasons that so many of us love to run for that groundedness, for getting some perspective on the world and for engaging our curiosity and our sense of adventure. I know I really resonated with that. It just it feels very joyful to me. And so when I think about that clip and those words from Carolyn, I just think about the sort of the simple joy of going for a run that is always available to us. And I really keep that in mind on days when I'm maybe not quite feeling it or my body is just kind of feeling a little out of whack that I really look for that joy and curiosity and groundedness and sense of adventure and and remember that that is like that is just a, such an important part of the running experience. Next up, clip number 2. This clip features Sabrina Pace Humphreys, 
who does so much in the running world. As a runner, she is an ultra, ultra distance trail runner. She has completed some of the hardest endurance events in the world. And most recently, she completed the Winter Downs 200 miler, which took place in the UK in winter. So tough, flooded, dark, cold, muddy course. And wow, did she power through. And outside of her own running, she is an activist. She is the co-founder of Black Trail Runners. She is a book author of the fantastic memoir, Black Sheep. She is the host of the podcast, Sabulous. She is a co-host of a newer podcast called Three Wise Women, and that's W-H-Y-S. She is a speaker and just an overall force of enthusiasm and positivity and making things happen. And she inspires and encourages and puts out the positive energy for other people to do likewise. And a big part of her work is the fact that she has developed this incredible endurance and strength in the ultra running world herself. And this clip speaks to that. This is Sabrina talking about a message that helped get her through a really tough period in one of her ultras. So here is Sabrina Pace Humphreys. Yeah, I remember getting a WhatsApp voice note from a woman in my community. And she just, you know, she reminded me of, you know, she reminded me to remember, you know, our ancestors and, and, and situations that we have been in for over hundreds and hundreds of years. And, and that, you know, in these endeavors that not only do I have the community behind me, but my ancestors are walking this path with me too. And never underestimate, you know, the power of that, um, the power of that a generational spiritual support and also the 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 physical and mental support of present day brothers and sisters because it's not just my journey and that's the thing I think that Black Trail Runners gives me is that this is our journey this is our legacy this is history this is how we we are creating change by really addressing those barriers to access, access skills and representation. And that just, you know, that just powers, that gave me again, just like the letter in the NDS from my daughter, you know, that voice note, it just gave me that spiritual soul fuel that I needed in order to continue to move my body forward. Uh, you know, I, I really love that clip because it just speaks to how deep running can go. It is about community. It's about the fact that we do not do these things by ourselves. And if there's one person that really, really exemplifies that, it would be Sabrina Pace Humphreys. She, she is incredibly quick to recognize that she is there with the support of community and that she really appreciates that and she really utilizes that in getting through her own challenges. And it is something that she gives back in spades to the running community. So yeah, that clip just makes me think a lot about how we're all in this together. 
and that we can draw on strengths of people who are not even here with us anymore. This is also something that Verna Volker spoke about in her episode is, you know, running with ancestors and calling on the strength of those who came before us. And it's really powerful. And in a sport that can feel very, very solitary, and you do have to go out there and get it done on your own, what in a way that feels very much like you are all by yourself, when in fact, in many ways, you are not. All right. Now, on to clip number three. This next clip features Celeste Yvonne, and her episode came out right around the time of her publishing her first book. It's not about the wine, the loaded truth behind mommy wine culture. And yes, Celeste is a recovering alcoholic, and running is a part of her recovery journey. And you know, this clip doesn't need any setup, so here is Celeste Yvonne. I think the most surprising part is that as I'm getting older, you know, I'm 44 now, the fact that I feel better now at 44 than I did 10 years ago at 34 is wild to me. Like if I feel this good, like I can't even imagine if I keep going this direction, what's, what lies ahead for me. And just the fact that I'm even running marathons, if you had told me this 10 years ago, I wouldn't have believed you because I had never run more than a mile of my life. Um, so I think the most surprising part in all of this is what our bodies are capable of and what our potential is to do hard things and to improve and to overcome challenges. I am grateful that I had such a long experience with struggles and addiction and self-sabotage because now I know what the other side looks and feels like. And it is further incentive for me to never want to go back. Yeah, this clip was such a great reminder to me of the fact that really at any age, your body is shifting and changing and you can move it in a direction of better health than where you are today or with running, you know, better skill as a runner or less achiness or more strength or, you know, in, in whatever ways you might want to change or improve or strengthen or add more power to your body or if you want to go faster or slower or longer or on trails and more technical or on the track. Like there are just so many ways that we can work with our bodies over time and really surprise ourselves. Like I have been an athlete for really my whole life. And I am still surprised by what I can get out of my athleticism that I hadn't considered before. And also just the fact of like working with a changing body, whether you're coming out of addiction or you're going through menopause or you've just had a baby or or whatever it might be, or you're overcoming injury, you know, whatever you're going through, your body's always changing and we can always surprise ourselves in really wonderful ways. And running is a fruitful avenue where we can exercise the curiosity of like, what's possible? What can I do? 
All right, now on to clip number four. Keeping with the topic of changing bodies and what's possible, our next clip features professional runner Molly Huddle. Molly is a two-time Olympian. She has been one of the top American runners for years. And she also does an enormous amount outside of competition. She is the co-author of the book, How She Did It, and she is the co-host of the fantastic podcast, Keeping Track, among other projects. I actually got to feature Molly two times this year. The first time was back in March after the New York City Half Marathon, and then I had a follow-up episode with her after the New York City Marathon because right after the half marathon, she was diagnosed with a stress fracture, which kept her out of competition for many months. So I wanted to follow up with her after the New York City Marathon, and I did. And this clip is from the most recent episode after the New York City Marathon, And here, Molly is talking about another aspect of the running world she is very involved in, and that is navigating becoming a mom as a professional runner. Molly had her first child just over a year and a half ago. So here she is discussing returning to racing postpartum. Here is Molly Huddle. We're not like pressuring women to like, you know, do marathons within six months of having babies. It's just, this is our career. We're talking about it from a career standpoint, really. Um, And how do we get back to our career in the phase of motherhood and do it in a way that we feel good about, you know, the having enough time to healthily come back and having enough time to be with our family and just, it's a building time. I feel like we're kind of, that's getting minimized in the conversation and that's empowering to admit, like, how much time do I really need? And how much time am I going to get to build back? Yeah, like, I don't want to minimize that, because that felt, you feel so different. Like, I still feel different. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to finish breastfeeding. And I'm kind of hoping, like, fingers crossed that, like, I'll feel like my old self again. Like, I'm kind of like, am I, I feel a little bit of a loss of um, kind of like muscular power. And I'm like, am I imagining that? Uh, or is it from breastfeeding or is it from aging? I don't know. So like you do feel just a little different for a long time. And I don't want to pretend that that's not there because it is. It's just something you got to work with and acknowledge and allow for. I feel like there's a little bit of mixed messaging of like pushing women to be like pushing their physical limits too soon. There's a flexibility there that we need to have. And um, I feel like just the we were coming from a place where we used to not talk about it at all. And now we're talking about it, but like the messaging can get taken in different directions. And so um, I just feel like it's phases of putting the conversation out there. We're in that phase of like kind of clarifying (laughs) what we're trying to say. Yeah. So Molly is one of a growing number of women advocating for women runners and working toward providing them with what they need to make a safe, healthy, strong transition from not being parents to being parents. There's not currently enough information out there, but that is changing thanks to more women speaking out and sharing their experiences. Thank you, Molly. And now on to clip number five. This clip features Gerilyn Poe, who is an elite level runner, and this is from one of our race reports. This is from the USATF 10-kilometer national championship, 
And this is Gerilyn Poe talking about some of what she was paying attention to or not during the race to get her very best performance. Here is Gerilyn Poe. I didn't check my pace at all. Since it's a 10K and it was a really hilly course, um, like I started my watch, but I didn't look down at it at all. Um, I didn't notice any clocks during the race either. Sometimes they have it like the 5K or three mile or something. But other than that, I was just trying to give myself checkpoints during um, the course of the race. And so I looked at the elevation map before and I saw like where I would be at when I hit like at the top of a hill or when I would start to go downhill. And so I'd kind of give myself checkpoints during the race of like, okay, just get to this point or just get to this turn and then you can kind of regroup and then start over. Like, okay, I did this um, and everything might not have gone according to plan up until this point, but um, I'm still okay. I still have strength. I still have um, some stuff left in the tank. And so I know I can keep going. Um, And so I had about three or four checkpoints that really helped during the race to just kind of reset my body, reset my form. So something I really loved about this clip, well, actually two things. One, Gerilyn didn't look at her watch. And I think that that is so important when we are racing is to just be in your body. We can waste a lot of energy when we're constantly looking at our watches, whatever pace you're trying to go. Uh, you know, it's it takes brain energy and, you know, you start doing all these calculations and whatnot. And better to just be be in your body and check in with how you're feeling. And the other thing I really liked about this clip is that Gerilyn talks about that she had these checkpoints and these reset points along the way during her race. And I found that to be really useful, like just check in with yourself. And again, like get away from the watch, have these checkpoints, these waypoints, so you're not necessarily thinking about the finish line, but you can think about these waypoints and how are you feeling? Is everything okay? Because a lot of the time, I generally find at least that I'm okay, even if I'm working hard. Like, oh, you know what? I'm all right. How's my form? How's my breathing? And it's a really helpful way of getting the most out of yourself during a race effort. And the one other thing I'm going to mention is that I did race reports for all of the USATF road circuit races. And these are the series of races that go on throughout the year, throughout the entire country, and each one serves as a national championship for the distance that is being run. And I missed one race last year. It was at the very beginning of the year. It was the cross-country national championships, and I will not be missing it this year. So I will have all of the races on the road circuit calendar. I will have race reports. And in each one of those race reports, I talk to one of the top 10 finishers and hear about how the race went down from her perspective as a way to give you an insight into the elite level racing in the United States. So tune in to those race reports. They'll be happening all throughout the year. They come out a week or two after the race itself happens. All right. Now on to clip number six. This clip features Ari Hendricks, an elite-level marathon racer who is currently a part of the Wazell Underbirds program, which is an innovative sponsorship program aimed at the 2024 Olympic Trials Marathon, which Ari will be racing next February in Orlando, Florida. And in this clip, Ari talks about one of the strategies she uses to get through rough times in the marathon. Here is Ari Hendricks. 
it's a lot of like just reminding myself of like the work that I've put in and like what I've been doing and and how much I've been working at this. It's also like especially in races, I do this a lot. Um, like at later stages in races or like when it starts to get tough is like, I think of like my family and my nieces and like that they're either at the finish line or at home and like they support me. And I think about my dad and like, I imagine him at finish lines and like him watching me. And it's like, it, I don't want to sound like cliche. Cause it, I do, I really do mean this. It's not just about like me in terms of like, I want to, I want my nieces who are, one is going to be two and one is five to look at me and be like, I can do those things too. Like someone that looks like me is running marathons and like, that's my aunt. And like, I can do those things too. And I have an, another niece that's 25 and for her to see me doing this and like what's how sort of running has taken my life and where it's taken me and the things that I've accomplished. Like I want them to be able to see that and know that they can do anything that they want to too. Like if you had told me when I was, I don't know, eight that I'd be an Olympic trials qualifier in the marathon, I probably would have been like, you're nuts. Always such great reminders that support matters and representation matters. Representation is a topic that comes up a lot because it is so important. If you know someone who has done something or if you see someone who looks like you or who you can identify with, it is much more likely that you are going to believe that you can do something like that as well. In Ari's case, she is representing as a role model for her family and she is representing as a role model for other black women who have an interest in distance racing. Ari is one of currently only 30 American-born African-American women who has broken three hours in the marathon. An accounting of these women is kept on the list, and the number of women on the list is steadily growing, and representation will continue to spur that growth. All right, now on to clip number seven. This clip features Jasmine Santiago. Jasmine, of course, is a runner, and she is also the host of the podcast Brown Girl Running. And this clip really doesn't need any setup. So here is Jasmine Santiago. There's a perception that you have to have a certain body type, a certain look. And I'm all about like, let's smash that. Because when I first came into running, nobody looked like me. Nobody had a body type like me. I've even struggled with my own body type for a long time because I don't come from small people. You know, I come from very bootylicious, blessed people. And that's something that like, I just really want to like, show other Latinos in this area. Like you don't have to be small. You don't have to look a certain way. You can be just as is authentically you and just go out there and run and have a great time. There is no body that's a runner's body or maybe said another way, anybody that runs is a runner's body. And I truly, truly believe that. And I encourage myself and anybody else who might struggle with this idea of having to look a certain way to be considered a runner to just let it go. Let's all collectively just let this idea go because it truly doesn't serve 
any of us. And I know, easier said than done, I have certainly had my own issues with body image. But as I get older, I let them go. And it is really, really liberating. So I welcome you to join me because the other thing, at least for me, is that I look back and I think about how much I scrutinized my own body and it all feels like a total waste of time, a waste of energy and a waste of time. And I wish I had not done it to myself because there are so many more productive things that I could have been doing with my strength and my energy. And so can you. So yes, please let us all collectively go into 2024 accepting what our bodies look like today, and enjoying our runs. Period. Thank you, Jasmine. And speaking of letting things go, this next clip is from one of my episodes where I am tracking my journey to meet my sub-20-minute 5K goal. This is from the second episode of that series, and this clip is all about mindset. Here we go. And I do want to mention a little something about mindset. I really, like, I'm really surprised. I, I really don't have a lot of negative thinking anymore. And it's sort of shocking to me because that was a steady beat in my head for, I mean, for years. That was something that really sort of plagued all of my athletics is self-doubt and lack of self-confidence and just saying not nice things to myself while I was doing my athletics and believing, truly believing that I wasn't working hard enough. And that has really not served me as an athlete. You know, it has made it so that I had become one of these athletes that pushes through times when I should be resting, that, you know, that runs too fast on my slow runs because you know, I got I got insecure running slowly, like, oh, this is just a sign that I can't run fast anymore. I mean, it was really, when I think back on it, I just think, oh, that was a, a real waste of energy. And it created some very bad habits. So I'm, I'm breaking out of a lot of that. But yeah, so the mindset, much, much better. And something I keep coming back to is the fact that I just don't know that negative thinking is ever useful. I mean, I like I have yet to come up with a reason why I should ever engage in negative thoughts. So, which is kind of a weird thing to think because I've spent so much of my brain space being there, but really really recognizing that it just is so unhelpful. And having those negative thoughts, it takes away the opportunity to actually have productive thinking and to work on a better mind frame. Yeah, so that was where I was a couple months ago when that episode came out. And I have a little bit of a follow-up to overcoming this negative thinking situation. And that is that it's really started to level down my anxiety, which as I get more in tune with how much anxiety I carry around, I realize, wow, it has been a big force in my life, kind of really as long as I can remember. And anxiety and anxious thinking, which also loops into negative thinking, has been so constant for me that I didn't even realize how much I was doing it and also how much it takes out of me and how ingrained it has been in just how I move through the world. Like anxiety has been so embedded into my being that I didn't even recognize it as something that 
I didn't have to carry with me anymore. So yeah, little by little, it's really starting to go away. And that's been really refreshing. And I'm excited about going into 2024 and yeah, leaving anxiety in the past. And I'll let you know how that goes. And that does lead us right into our next clip, which is very short, but I think about this clip all the time. And you're going to understand why when you hear it. This is from Lindsay Cortez. In addition to being a runner, Lindsay is the founder, owner of Rise Up Nutrition, and she helps women athletes with their nutrition. And in her episode, she does get into some of her own unhealthy eating habits and also some body dysmorphia, and that is what she is sort of speaking to in this clip. So here is Lindsay Cortez. You know, it was just this very natural thing. I did have to check myself a time or two. Um, and say, like, no, Lindsay, we don't think that way anymore. <laughs> yeah, we don't think that way anymore. I think about this a lot because one of the things I notice as, you know, any time in life where we are growing and changing is that it is easy to think of yourself as a person who is a certain way. For me, I've often said I am a person who has a lot of anxiety and as I am coming out of being a person who has a lot of anxiety, I have to stop thinking like, I, I don't think that way anymore. And I, I think it's easy to fall into these habits of like, well, this is just who I am. And it's like, well, but maybe you're moving out of that. And so the whole, you know, we don't think that way anymore. I just, yeah, that I think about that all the time. And when I start to fall back into some old habits, I bring that back up. Like, it's like, oh. I don't do that anymore. You know, I've found this new way of moving through the world that works a lot better for me, but it's really easy to fall back into old habits. So I like to keep that with me. And I did consider that being the last clip, uh, but I reconsidered that idea because I want to leave you with this next clip. So this is our final, our 10th clip, and it features Sika Henry. Sika is the first black woman to earn her pro card in triathlon. She also has done some running racing as well. And she ran the Comrades Marathon this summer. And that is what her episode is all about, is running the Comrades Marathon. If you have listened to this podcast starting from the very beginning, you will know that I have a deep, deep love of the Comrades Marathon in South Africa it is the oldest, largest ultramarathon race in the world. It is 56 miles or roughly 90 kilometers of hilly road racing in South Africa. It's an amazing race. And Sika did it for the first time this year. And things did not go as she had hoped. But she came away with an incredible, everlasting experience and her approach to racing is a big part of the reason why. And that is what she's going to share in this clip. So here is Sika Henry. I always tell myself in races, like, no matter how it's going, always believe something wonderful is going to happen. Um, it's one of my favorite quotes, because even when, you know, you think, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I wish I had just stayed home or something like that. Like, 
you'll be gifted something from that race, like whether it's an experience or somebody that you meet along the way or something that you've never seen before, a memory that you'll have with you for life. And so I just try to keep telling myself that like, this is just such a unique experience um, that I'm really lucky to be able to have, even though my race is going sideways. I feel like this is a great message to start the new year, to just think that something really special is going to happen. And you never know when it's going to come. And you don't know what form it's going to take. But there's always something magical that will happen at some point, especially when you keep showing up. So with that, I do wish you a great end to 2023 and a wonderful start to 2024. And here's to looking forward to lots of magical moments. Thank you, as always, for being here. I also want to thank Cormac O'Regan, who does all the original music for the podcast ever since the very first episode. He does that in his studio here in Cork, Ireland. And that does bring me to the end of this episode. I wish you a great end to the year, a wonderful beginning to 2024, and I will be back with you next year, which is next week. And until then... This is Cherie Louise Turner, your host and producer. I am coming to you from my home closet studio, also in Cork, Ireland. And I wish you healthy, very joyful strides forward. Women's running, running, running. Women's running stories. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman.